Welcome to the pod, everyone. A shout out to SGS. Hey, Rusty, why are we uh, partnering with SGS? Uh, uh, some 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 good people there. Pretty excited about their sports coaching courses and sports courses. Keen to make them industry ready, so when people leave, they're able to go and transfer it to any kind of industries, coaching, teaching, being an analyst, business, whatever it might be. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty exciting times, really. So what's so special about their degree courses that others wouldn't be doing? I think it'll be lots of uh, real good partnerships, uh, opportunities for people to, to get into different contexts and learn and practice. It'll be feel very applied. People will be stretched and supported and will leave you know, ready to just go and thrive in the uh, big old world out there. SGS College is the home of Bristol. Cool. Uh, live on the pod, Stevie Price. How are you, mate? Looks like the office is looking resplendent. Hey Rusty, how are you, mate? Yeah, good to good to catch up with you, mate. It's been been a uh, a couple of weeks now, so yeah, we're just back in back in uh, the the grind of it now. We've um, we had a good good break from our you know last season, and uh, we've been going for two weeks now. So um, yeah, good to see you, mate. Mate, good good to see you. And and strange that we haven't both trying to work out whether we need to be wearing a mask or not. So last for any for people listening, last time we saw each other was in England camp and. I was never quite sure on there. I, I was wearing my mask a lot, although you were wearing yours way more than me. So, uh, well done yeah, it's uh, it's strange time. So, anyone's listening, we are we are in enclosed doors and, and with with uh, within social distancing, aren't we? Nice. Yeah, we are safe. So, mate, look, I really appreciate you jumping on, and that's something we'll talk about at some stage. But like, well, let's start off. I mean, and give me a kind of an everyone a rundown of of Steve Price, like what's the stuff that came before you sitting in the office with the wolf behind you? Yeah, just come, grew up as a, you know, young young bloke in the uh, the suburbs of Reesby, uh, in the Canterbury districts, uh, you know, in the southern, southern Sydney. Just a, um, you know, very um, humble, humble family. Um, Mum and dad were pretty hard on us and, and taught us really good values in, in, in life. And I uh, had a younger brother, uh, 18 months younger than me and um yeah we had a really you know good strong upbringing loved all sports mum and dad were driving us all over the um you know the, the countryside um you know dropping us off and picking us up to all sports um and yeah very active as kids and started playing rugby league at the age of uh, four and a half rusty uh a, a club called Milpera Colts uh where we spent, uh, me and my brother, we spent 14 years there as um, as juniors. Yeah, had a great time. Met some really, uh, you know, great people. And the, uh, my father got heavily involved in the club, um, and uh, you know, he stepped up as a bit of a president at times when he when he needed to be coach coach me and me and my brother uh, for a few years here and there. So, and um, yeah, we sort of uh, from about 18 years of age. Um, yeah, I had the opportunity to go and trial over at um, a club called St. George, St. George Dragons. And uh, a guy called uh, Peter, Peter O'Sullivan at the time, he was very well respected in rugby league. He um, asked, you know, to get me, you know, invite me over for a trial over over the Dragons. And and then uh, snowballed from there. I um, won a, uh, we won a uh, under 20s grand final. And then, um, Played a few games of first grade, and um, yeah, I was I was only a limited player, but I like to think I was a player that you know worked extremely hard on my game. But 
yeah, it was just one of those things where, um, you know, I, I had three ACLs by the time I was, three ACL reconstructions by the time I was 21 years of age. And uh, as I said, I was, I was only a limited player, but I, I felt that I was a player that who worked hard. And had, I was one of those guys where, Rusty, where, you know, coaches would, you know, give you all this information. I was one of those guys who'd go home and, you know, write, write scribble in your notepad and, um, yeah, be a bit of a nerd, you could say. And then uh, after those um, three ACLs, I, you know, it was about 20, I was 21 years of age. I, I, I banged out a few games at St. George and then, you know, went over to Balmain Tigers. I think it was in 90, 98, 99. And then um, I just, just felt that I um, wanted to take a step back out of rugby league. And I was a plumber by trade uh, when, I, when I come into grade. Um, which, um, you know, I've been taught from a young age about, you know, hard work and, and uh, good graft. And so I went back to plumbing. I uh, worked on the waterfront for a bit. I uh, drove a few cranes and lifted a few 20-foot and 40-foot containers down on the wharves at Sydney. And then uh, I was feeling a little bit sorry for myself. And this was a, it was a big change, you know, in, in, in my coaching career. I, I wanted to go back and... and um, you know, help my club where I spent 14 years at Milperra Colts. I thought that was really important. And then there was a guy called Barry Ward uh, who played for the Canterbury Bulldogs, uh, played over here in England at, at St. Helens and you know, won a number of, you know, championships along the way. And he said, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Get off your ass and you know, come and, um, you know, coach the under-18s at, at Milperra Colts where, um, you know, it was previously his reign. And, uh, yeah, just... <clears throat> Got me, got me, uh, got the spark in, involved in my coaching career, and and um, you know I coached the under 18s there at my junior club where I spent 14 years together, and it was, it was fantastic. Me and my brother and a good mate of mine were you know running the team, and the following year there was a, a guy by the name of Nathan Brown who um, you know had a you know a really great career at St George Illawarra Dragons, and he was starting his coaching career. He said, "Mate, you want to you, know, you want to jump on board and be my assistant coach." Uh, in the under twenties at St George, I said, "Mate, love to." So that was that was my start of um, you know my coaching career from a you know a lower professional level, and from fourteen from, that was from two thousand, I think, into two, and I spent fourteen years at St George Dragons as a um, development coach, under twenties reserve grade coach, system first grade coach, um, and a head coach. In, in that time for 14 years, a wonderful club. Um, and that's where it all, all, all started. Um, finished at 21, washed up, went back, catch my junior club, get off your ass, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Worked as a development coach under some fantastic coaches in, you know, Nathan Brown, Mick, Mick Potter, um, you know, David Waite, um, you know, Pedro O'Sullivan, who, you know, who I've, um, you know, have a huge amount of respect for, helped me along the way. And, and, and the late Max Ninnis, you know, I felt that he sort of changed the, um, you know, the way people think um, and the d- dynamics of rugby league at that time. Um, and then I, um, in 2000, and, I think it was 2009, um, you know, the great Wayne Bennett, who won seven premierships at the Broncos, um, you know, uh, got the head coaching job at St. George and he said, mate, I'd, you know, I'd love, love, to, love to keep you on board. And so I ran all the defence from 2010, uh, from 2009. Had a wonderful group of men and, um, 
we finally, um, you know, got got that premiership, which we, you know, as a club, been crying out for 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 a fair amount of time. In 2010, we had a great day on the big stage against the Roosters, uh, which were, you know, it was a, a great spectacle and, um, you know, very fond memories there. And and then uh, I think it was in 2012 where uh, Wayne Wayne went up to Newcastle and um, endorsed me, and I become head coach. Uh, 34 years of age, head coach at a, at a very, um, you know, strong foundation rugby league club in, you know, in the, um, in, in the Australian, Australian arena. So very fortunate and uh, learned some hard lessons, hard, harsh lessons along the way, you could say. Um, made some big mistakes, um, but had some really, really good times along the way. And uh, I think it was the mid-2014, I, um, you know, ended up uh, getting the sack there. And then uh, 2015, um, a guy called Shane Flanagan um, at Cronulla Sharks gave me a call and um, asked if uh, I'd like to run his defence program there. And that, that was a uh, great, great three years under Flanner. Learned so much. And it was great that I learned so many different things under so many different coaches. They've all been different in their own right. And uh, in 2016, I think it was over. 50 years since they won a, won a premiership at the Sharks and mm. we brought a trophy back to Shire, which was pretty special. And um, in 2018, I had the opportunity to come across the ditch and, you know, uh, coach at this great club at Warrington Walls where I'm currently sitting. So, um, yeah, it's been a, um, a, a good journey. Hopefully there's, there's plenty more to, plenty more to go uh, down the track. Nice. Uh, and, and by the way, I love how much you smile every time you mention your junior club, having just written a, like a my, life in, a my Life in Rugby piece and kind of reflecting on those experiences when you were young uh, boys slash men, at, like th- those are pretty cool times and definitely shaped m- my view of the world. And I'm, I'm sure it's had a huge impact on you. And I guess as also would, like I guess being coached by your dad and playing with your brother, I was, I was, I was definitely curious what coaching... Uh, what your, how your dad was at coaching you? Yeah, he was pretty hard on us. Um, he was old school type bloke, me old man. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's always about, you know, the old up, up in the umbrella defence. And it took me a while to understand what um, umbrella defence was. But, yeah, he's just all about hard work. And, you know, we, we, it was an area in Milpera, if you, you know, 1984 was, you know, the Viking Massacre, where it was the big shootout between the, uh, the Rebels and the Banditos. That was our clubhouse um, where, you know, a number of people were, Unfortunately, killed that day, and that was where we we had some very um, you know good times growing up. So, um, a bit of research there, uh, Rusty '84 massacre. It was uh, it was a pretty pretty brutal day that day, but uh, on Father's Day. But um, yeah, every, every time I go back home, I try and get down to my junior junior club at Milpera, and you know, there's still a lot of you know good people there I've, I've grown up with, and uh, a number of my mates who I played with, uh, their, their kids are coming through there too. So it's quite special. You never never forget your roots, mate. Nice, nice. Yeah, maybe maybe you're some of those kids you'll be bringing over to Warrington at some point. Uh, the, the, the kind of stuff that really, uh, and, and I was fascinated, obviously, of spending time together at Lensbury, it's just like the constant kind of chat about learning and getting better. So I was, so a couple of things that I wanted to pick up on. One was like, so you've led many things, so... Like by that you mean like you've coached defence, you've done a bit of attack. I guess now you're a head coach, you probably need a global view. What's the 
what's experiences that have helped you? What's the, those different things that you feel like have been helpful now? Yeah, I like to think I've, you know, I've got a growth mindset. And that was, you know, the one of the reasons why I, you know, I've got the opportunity through through John Clark, the head of performance, and he put me in that connection with Eddie. You know, over the last 18 months, we've, you know, Eddie and his team uh, come up to, you know, spend a bit of time with us at the Wolves last year. And, you know, I was very fortunate that Eddie and his his staff, um, you know, gave me that opportunity to spend a week with, you know, Alan, Alan and his team. It was, it was, it was a great eye-opener, um, which I'm sure we'll, will lead into but um you know I've, I've worked under you know a lot of different models over you know my uh coaching career um and and different philosophies and you know what what, what we're currently doing uh, at the moment is i oversee the whole program uh, i've got an offensive coach a defensive coach and um yeah i oversee that with um my head, head of performance who you know oversees the physical performance aspect uh you know on the on the side of me so yeah it is um you know, you're always learning. Um, you know, every day is different at the moment. We're always adapting with this with this COVID situation. Um, so, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's been really good. Nice. I was also thinking about being a 34 year old head coach in a in a a club with an illustrious history. What's uh, and then I'm thinking about how lots of coach. You know, you're not a you you know you were a decent player, but you weren't a rock star. So what's the What's the sense of that in rugby league? I guess it's something that I think about in rugby union and how do you deal with those kind of, that first meeting as a 34-year-old head coach in a really big club? Yeah, it feels like a very long time ago there, Rusty. So, um, you know, I had 14 years of, you know, grounding there at the Dragons. So, you know, I was, I was ingrained in, you know, the culture and expectation, uh, you know, the pressure. A lot of pressure there as a, as a, as a, as a um, externally of um, expectation on um, you know winning things and uh, and we're going through a bit of a transition period there. We we had a lot of you know great players who are sort of at their back end of their career. Um, you know, doing young Matty Cooper, um, you know Mark Gaznia, um, you know Michael Wayman, Nathan Fiend, just to name a few fantastic players, and you know they played test matches, played, uh, you know, state of origins for their, you know, for New South Wales and just won a grand final and you know, they're on the back end of their career. And we're going through a bit of a transition period. And, um, yeah, I was, I was just true to myself. Um, I felt what I, I needed at the time. I needed the style of play and um, what I felt was, you know, going to take the club forward. And uh, they, they, we made some really good inroads the first year and then the second year is sort of, um, yeah, it was, wasn't to be, but, um, you live and learn, and um, yeah, it was just 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 one of those things. But um, you know, it was um, some some great times along the way. What do you mean by true to yourself? Yeah, you just got to. Sorry, and I was just saying. You know, secondly, like, how hard is that? So, what I see in lots of environments is someone that was this person, and then you know the pressure comes on, or then suddenly I'm thinking, wow, this is like. And I do think, I think that's a really hard skill, actually, to be true to yourself. Um, so I guess what you mean by it and how hard is that at the, at the top end of the game? Yeah, that's right. And it's a really good question. You, you're true to yourself. And then, uh, you know, pressure can, you know, come from all different angles, especially in the, in the NRL. And um, there were times where um, I, I wasn't true to, true to myself at, at certain certain aspects of my, as my coaching, uh, as, as I've learned. Um, that's what I was... Um, Reflected on after you, 
after your time you you go away from it and and, and you reflect, um, and you got you got to you got to be really um, you know disciplined in terms of you know your gut feel. Um, you know, one one area I really coach hard on now is is gut feel. I, I don't get caught up in in what people are uh, telling me from all different angles. If 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 my gut's saying that, I'm not asked to, about what other other people are saying. To be honest with you, whereas previously, um, you know, I, I wasn't true to myself in in, in gut feel as a, as a as a as a coach. Nice. We had uh, and I won't. Uh, we'll. Uh catch him on Zoom with a, a, an Olympic hockey coach the other day, and he spoke a lot about this. He said, for three years, my gut was telling me that I was making the wrong decision, and, and I didn't listen to it. And it was only when we, we came forth that I realised that. And he spoke, about, uh, he spoke about the same stuff, about being true to yourself. And, you know, for some reason, he hadn't quite got that right. It was, it's fascinating, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, it is, mate. And... People will never get it until they've actually been in that situation, because um, uh, you know sport, especially with um, you know media and, and social media in, in today, especially over the last you know five to eight years, how it's just grown and grown and grown. The pressure where it's coming from all different angles, you and, and you're getting that much um, you know intel and feed fed uh, different 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 stuff into you. Um, you just got to go with your gut. You know whether it's right or wrong. Um, you know you got to get you go down swinging with you know your identity to who you are, and um, that, that's that's one thing I've really learned. Yeah, you'd be getting a lot of feedback from people on social media who uh, <clears throat> who wouldn't necessarily know what uh, the full context would be. My guess. Yeah, certainly, and um, you know we still get it. You know here up up at Warrington, we're, we're a club that hasn't won a premiership for I think it was um, you know nearly over. You know, 50, 55 years. So it's 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 been a while. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the pressure you you, you put on yourself. Um, I go with my gut, you know, and and that's how that's how that's how I, that's how I coach now. Nice. And you spoke a bit about, and I'm definitely going to focus on some positives in a second. But you also spoke about, look, I've I learned some harsh lessons along the way, and probably had a few ouch moments. What's the when you were saying that, what's the stuff you were thinking about? In terms of like, um, you know, style of play. Um, you know, when I was when I was coming in as a, as a young coach, we had a lot of um, you know players who had been ingrained in a certain style of, of play and won one of big games and one of one of grand finals. And to be able to sustain that level of um, style and uh, intensity. Um, is quite is quite difficult, especially when you've got a, a turnover of different personnel. And I felt that we needed to, you know, play play to a style which, you know, suited you know the players who I had at that time. Um, and and there was a fair amount of change. And as as you get older, as as, as I've found with you know a lot of um, established players, it can be quite difficult to change. Um, and you need you need complete buying. Um, if you haven't got that complete buying. You, you, you're pushing, you're pushing shit uphill. So um, that's that's um, that's the real, real, reality of it. You need to, you need everyone weighted numbers uh, aligned on on the highway, um, and, and, and 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 you know going at the same speed all the way through. Um, 
and we and we won at times. And uh, so you know, I've got a responsibility for that as a coach, and and, and you and you got to look at yourself, and you got to you got to be one of one of my harshest critics. Yeah, that would be uh, that would resonate with me, having had those experiences a couple of times. So I didn't even learn the first time um, <clears throat> that sometimes you need to go and find out where people are, and 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 you know, you you definitely need them to be driving it and, and wanting it rather than you feel like you're pushing up, pulling everyone along uh, or, or yeah, pushing right. everyone up the hill. Yeah, where, uh, where, I mean, where do you get, you spoke a bit about like reflecting and it sounds like, you know, generally that comes from a while ago where you, um, I'm wondering also if you've got the, the little notebooks you had when you were a, a, a young player, but like, and you were very, you know, that would be something I would notice in the, in the England stuff actually really like, good noticing skills and you're kind of analyzing and interpreting and um, what does that look like? And do you have some people that you would kind of check in with around this or a variety of people, or is it actually, you know, Steve Price just, he just goes in the car, he goes on a walk or, or do you have structure to this kind of reflection or is it, what's, what's go, what, what are you thinking when I'm asking you this? Yeah, I'm ne I never stop analyzing uh, Rusty or, you know, I'm big on, um, you know, feel body language. I like to, you know, feel a room. Um, you know, I look at, you know, feel people on how they, you know, carry themselves, the walk, you know, how they interact with people. I think that's really important in understanding uh, chemistry. You know, I like to, I like to think I'm, um, you know, reasonable at that. Um, in terms of um, speaking and uh, talking to people, or you know, I've got, I've got two or three people there, or. Who I certainly trust who I, you know, bounce bounce ideas off. Um, but in terms of, you know, at the end of the day, it's 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 what my what my gut's telling me at, at that time. I, I'll, I'll run with. Um, so that's that's my that's my big thing. I I feel. Um, but in terms of, um, you know, going in going into a room, I'm, you know, I'm always analysing and trying to, you know, be better as, as a person, but also to putting those little. Um, different metrics into, you know, my coaching coaching style. Like the time I was down in England, you know, Owen and, you know, those senior players on how they carry themselves around the organisation, you know, the, 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 the body presentation, how they present themselves is always proud, um, you know, very humble, um, always authentic and, um, you know, sincere, but, you know, what I felt too was always honesty before positivity, I felt. Um, and they were very, very direct in their approach. And, you know, they um, they're, they're, they're fantastic, um, you know, to, to learn off. Um, but also too with, the, you know, coach, I, I felt that um, from Eddie all the way down, everyone everyone was aligned um, from from top to bottom. It was, it was like a forensic. Um, the detail and and uh, the thoroughness what went into their their, their preparation was I've, I've never seen it in, in my coaching career so it's a, it's a credit to you know Ed, Eddie and you know Owen and, and his team because um, they're, they're on the right path they, I feel that they're going to do something special um, you know going forward yeah look and obviously you're party to to meetings and stuff, but I would agree with you, like the level of alignment and often there's, I go to places where it's, there's just not that much alignment, quite frankly, and people don't quite know what's, you know, 
how we behave around here and what what goes on. But I, I would they'd be very intentional. The coaches around like messaging, language. What's the purpose of this meeting? How does it connect to this? How are we then going to connect that across to the the stuff in the gym? What's you know what's going to be experience of the players today? Who's going to find this tough? What about this player? Who's going to you know nudge this player on this? I think it would be. Be pretty intentional, and I do. I mean, I guess there's one of the differences between you and them is, well, you play lots of weeks in a row, and they get a bit more time to to think and reflect and plan and organise. And so, I guess, uh, I mean, what did, did you did you think about that? So, I mean, obviously, you spent a week there, and, and I mean, if if every week of your season was was kind of that intense and that focused and that. Do you, do you think you'd be able to cope with it? Hey, will you tell everyone what you're up to at Call 37? Hi, Fletch. We're a teamwear brand based in the Northeast, and we're the sister company of Oddballs. We've got the largest sports sublimation factory in the UK, and we've produced for the biggest brands in Europe over the past seven years. But with Call 37, our in house brand, you can now access those prices direct to the customer. Why would people use Call 37? Uh, if I was to pick three, Fletch, it would be our lead time of three to four weeks, our price, which is lower than anybody else in the industry, and the fact that we're made here in the UK. What's the stuff you're most proud of with Core 37? Oh, there's loads of stuff, but the, the key one for me would be working for a company that, that genuinely believes in its own mission statement, which is to produce performance sportswear at an affordable price. And then underpinning that is the people. Everybody who works here is involved in grassroots sport in some way. And so we genuinely care about what we're doing here. Fletch, why do you want to partner with Core 37? Uh, apart from the fact you're Jordy, uh, great people, uh, lots of people involved in sport, really affordable and top quality. Thanks for joining us, Wilkie. Anyone who wants to find out more can go and have a play on their website at core-37.com or they can reach out directly to tom at core-37.com. I find that difficult, to be honest with you. Um, you know the the preparation and detail what went into the, you know that that game against France was I haven't you know witnessed uh, that kind of detail and it was it's you know it's been it's been fantastic and you know I'm very appreciative of Eddie and you know his team to be able to let me in to be able to witness that but you know even with their PSG meetings you know the detail from you know the night before with coach delivery to you know certain players of that group and how they actually players deliver that in a meeting. Was, was just first class. You know, how they speak, the language from coach all the way through to um, all their playing plays was just A1. You know, I haven't witnessed stuff like that before. So it was, um, you know, credit credit to all involved. And But as I said, there's a, there's a lot of detail what goes in behind the scenes, uh, behind, the, behind the scenes and, um, yeah, it was um, it was a really it was a really good experience. They're um, very uh, always showing humility. But one thing I did learn too is that when you know when they cross that white line, it's um, you know it's very very intense. You know, from minute one to you know the end of practice, uh, they're on it. Um, you know, and, and did, they did try to change a few things in terms of their you know periodization on what worked and what didn't work from you know the World Cup. I'm sure. Um, you know, Eddie and, and JC would, you know, talk about that openly, but, you know, that's not from my domain. But, um, yeah, I just, 
you're always learning different different things offensively, defensively on how they, you know, lines of run, tackle technique, um, you know, how they how they scrum. Oh, I don't want to be one of those scrums, mate. They're, they're, they're horrible, those scrums. Uh, I, don't, I would like to be one of our Joe Marler in, you know, 15, 20 years' time because it's, uh, yeah, they're ugly. Nice, physical. Uh, but uh, just for people listening, PSG is position-specific groups, so kind of clusters of people who might be quite close to each other on the pitch or or need to connect around certain aspects of the game. Um, I'm also curious, I mean, just, and, and this is, I mean, see whether it's similar for you, like sometimes you'll go, I mean, when you went into the environment, like how did the, how did the group make you feel? Well, John, John Clark, who's, you know, was a uh, head of performance here, uh, Warrington Wolves, who, you know, had a great career over here in England and, you know, played for his country for Great Britain had the opportunities to, um, you know, meet with Eddie last year. Then it sort of snowballed from there. And they were, they were A1. They were just from you know, Charlotte to everyone involved, they, um, the security guards to, you know, Owen and the team. It says a lot about, um, you know, their culture, um, what they've, what they've, what they've um, inbred in everyone. It was, um, everyone was just so humble and, and so welcoming and, and always – up for a you know a good gym wag and um, yeah it was um, always you know from John Mitchell to Matt Proudfoot to uh, you know Simon to Jason Riles always open uh, for you know genuine discussion in you know all, all all aspects and and it always come back to the why um, you know what why why do you actually do that and um, yeah it was, it was it was really interesting and a really enjoyable week opened your eyes. Yeah, nice. No, so I would say the same. Like you go to environments and you can tell pretty quickly, like what's going down, and uh, you'd feel very welcome very quickly. People would, and and I guess the other thing is, like you might, uh, people might say, "Oh, we," you know, you you you'll have said, oh, "I'm going in for CPD," but they could all give you stuff they'd learned off you. So it would also, you know, it's this two way relationship where you are having, as you said, like genuine conversations around helping people get better and they'll be taking some stuff and you'll be stealing a bit of stuff and taking it back to Warrington. And, and, and if you, and if you could, I mean, you've obviously spoken about that kind of the stuff that sits behind and the clarity and the conversations and people being aligned. Um, if you could take two more things from England back to anywhere, really, like just what would, what would they be? I thought I thought you know how Eddie uh, carried his meetings with all his staff and really empowered his um, you know especially his positional group coaches and and uh, really drove you know high high standards really made them accountable to what was needed um, you know especially for that following day was it implemented why um, you know that that, that 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 was class but. Um, you know, also to the um, the accountability on on how he wants his team to team to look and, and, and play. That was that was clear from the first week, uh, from from day one when I when I arrived to you know when that when when they uh, finished that that game. It um, it didn't look it looked all very similar to his language to when uh, you know Owen kicked that that final goal to um, you know win in extra time. So. It was um, it was just every, everything was aligned there, Rusty. Um, 
and and another thing too, another point was the intensity they they train at. You know, and we we we, we talk in troughs. Um, you know, we we work on a you know thirty two week. You know, they're they're coming in for you know short short amount of camps, which can be can be challenging. You know, from I'm sure both parties because they're playing their premiership rugby and and also too getting up for test matches. But you know, they got troughs. You know, I'm sure they work at, but in terms of the intensity at training. Yeah, I thought it was, it was quite ruthless, especially on their minus three, which uh, which was three days out from the game. You know that 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 was high quality, set really good standards, um, and, and and it comes back to the culture and and, and you know their senior players on um, what do they feel that looks like, and that's driven from you know I'm sure the coach also. Nice, yeah. The the minus three, so the match day session at Twickenham in the hosing rain was uh, was almost like a test match, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and a few sore bodies after that, you know, going back to the hotel. But you know, it, you know, they're it's becoming ingrained in them now, isn't it? And as I said, they're they're on a really, um, you know, good pathway. Um, you know, they're in really good shape. I, me personally, um, yeah, what I, what I saw and what I witnessed. Um, so yeah, they're um, they're they're in good shape going forward. Nice, and and you got the deluxe package. You got the whole week. I was only in for. A, Two and a half days, so you got the kind of uh, match day experience. Uh, yeah, you got you got kicked out because you were putting on too too much weight too quick, mate. I got told, so they they wanted to free up the, the buffet a bit, mate. So yeah. yeah, mate, the food was good. Like the fish and chips was good. I'm not going to lie. Oh, that fish and chips was great, mate. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah. Um, what was I mean? What did you notice around match day? Did I mean? I genuinely like so the stuff in the week. Were you seeing it transfer? Did you feel like? that kind of ownership that the players were taking in the week was something that existed on match day or was it a facade or, yeah, what did you notice on match day? Certainly wasn't a facade. No, the, um, the implementation uh, from language from coach to positional coaches to players um, was, was certainly evident uh, in, in the game. Uh, do I know the game? Great. No, still learning the, uh, the interests of all the, uh, the rules, etc. but, um, you know, from you know the, that scrum play, which you know they won on, they got, which led to a try right on full time, was implemented. You know, I think early on in the week, um, and all their their basic, um, you know, fundamentals around their their style of play was certainly getting implemented uh, throughout the game. Um, so, yeah, it was it was all on, everything was aligned from from start of the week. Uh, to finish, the big thing. What was really, uh, you know, my eyes was, you know, the uh, the captain's run on how they, you know, they deliver that with, um, you know, Owen and you know a number of their senior players. I thought that was class on their their language, reinforcing what happened early on in the week to that day to Captain Drun and how their expectation of what it should look like on, on game day was was um, was unbelievable and. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a credit to the uh, the, the whole organisation. Nice, yeah. So, I mean, just some stuff to replay there is like, yeah, how stuff connects throughout the week. I think they're very thoughtful about that. Why are we doing stuff? Um, and then the language, like the clarity, like if we say a word, we kind of all know what it means as opposed to, well, some of us don't know what it means, but we're not going to put our hands up and ask. And we'll just move on yeah. and it'll be a bit blurry for a period of time. I actually, I was just thinking about this. So you were in the kind of meeting stuff that I did. 
And I was curious as to like what your thoughts are around like that as a, you know, the fact that Eddie would get some people in and, 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 and I guess you're doing exactly the same and, and have a bit of disruption and, and chase some feedback, you know, quite frankly, just a few days before a really big test match. And what are your thoughts around that? Well, it just says, you know, a lot about the, you know, Eddie as a person that he's, he's willing to, you know, make other people better um, and, and improve, improve them and, and not afraid to bring in different ideas. So, you know, it's, um, you know, it's a credit to, you know, his, um, you know, his coaching philosophy. Um, there, you know, there was a number of different, you know, um, challenges, you know, everyone uh, got proposed in terms of, well, it wasn't all, all about rugby also. There was a number of other different things and, you know, other teams what might, um, for example, uh, the, you know, the topic was with the Australian team with, you know, the goal kicker. Um, you know, what would you do differently? And, you know, you miss some high-pressure goal-kicking situations. So, you know, he's always challenging uh, his staff, which, you know, I, I think he's fantastic, holds them really accountable to, uh, you know, hard actions. And But, yeah, he, another, you know, different speakers coming in. I think, I, I think, I think it's great. Um, you know, it, it gets you, you know, lateral thinking, it gets you thinking outside the box. Um, and, yeah, it was, it, was, it was really good. Nice. Uh, a word you've said loads is humble. Like, what, why do you use that word? Like, is it is it really important to you? Because we spoke earlier about uh, Greg Inglis. I've got the name right, haven't I? Really yes, famous have, yeah. guy who's just rugby league player who's just signed for you. And, and it was the first thing you said about him. And I've heard you say it lots. And I've heard you say about going back to my roots and being humble and how important that is. What... Yeah, I think it's it's not all about sport too, you know, Russ. It's it's about being a good person too, you know, and and you know what 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 what's that going to look like when you when you you know you finish your you know career? Uh, no one will know when that when that is. It could be shorter. You could have a long one. So you know you want you want to be a good person too. Um, you want to be a good father. You want to you know you want to be a good father. Uh, you know, a good husband. But you know, it all comes back to being being the best version you. Of yourself, and they come. It always, everything comes back to being humble, and and um, you know that's what we drive. You know, you know, nearly every every day at our club. You know, Greg Greg Inglis is a guy that has won three premierships in the NRL. He's played for. Uh, he's won a number of uh, Origins for Queensland. He's played for his country, um, and and he's done everything in the game. Uh, we've just signed him for this year. It's only been two weeks in our, you know, our, our training. In the first week, he, he was here. Um, you know, he's, he got a mop and he was cleaning down our wrestling mats. You know, that that's humble. That's uh, that's a guy that has done everything in the game. It doesn't matter how big you are. It's about adding value to the team and, and how you can, you know, leave a long-lasting, um, you know, a legacy about, um, you know, at our at our club. That's that's what we're striving for, and it's about. That showing humility at, at, at all times. You know, I thought that was a really perfect example of Greg coming in and, and, and displaying those actions. Yeah, nice. It sounds like you've signed yourself a reasonable player coach, would be my guess. He's probably doing a, a lot of coaching and nudging and helping players and, yeah, w- without having the coach uh, title in his uh, job description, he'll be, uh, I imagine he's doing a great job of that as well. Yeah, certainly is. You know, he's going to be a, um, 
you know, I, I feel you know a really solid coach coach down the track. It's something what he, he wants to wants to um, you know get into down the track. But yeah, it's something as a club that we still got to you know keep growing and um, keep growing our culture and our and our, our leadership amongst our club. And it's important too that we you know we um, you know we lead the club in a really good healthy uh, position. Uh, you know, going forward, whenever that may be. Nice. And how's the uh, and how's it fit for you guys with like academy and and, and Warrington lads coming through and playing in the first team? Is that a I guess? Is that a one of your big rocks as well? Something you're trying to achieve? Yeah, it is, Rusty. From you know when I first arrived here in 2018, as it was you know my my big thing was to try and produce as many Warrington grown players as we can to become you know first team players and. You know, I've got a fantastic academy coaching Paul Anderson. Uh, you know, it certainly marks these you know young kids hard. And I think we're the youngest ever uh, Warrington uh, team in the history of our our organisation uh, of young youngest ever team homegrown plays uh, last year to play. We played Southford. Uh, I think it was, um, it was it was over five homegrown plays, and there was uh, I think we had five. Uh, Five players under the age of nineteen uh, play that game, so yeah, that, that was a proud moment, and you know, hopefully, we can uh, give those opportunities more for those younger players coming through our through our town. Um, it has been tough with COVID; uh, those young kids didn't get that opportunity to play much rugby last year, and, and a lot of a lot of sport all over England didn't. So, um, yeah, we 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 brought in a couple of um, you know elite elite kids to train with our. our, our Top team presently. Uh, now we've got a you know, um, you know, a lengthy eight week block leading up to the season. So you always, always creating opportunities for our young kids. To be honest with you, hopefully uh, become Warrington Town players. Nice. And what would a, a Steve Price session look like? So if I was going to come along and get get invited down one day or up one day, what would uh, what what do you hope I would see? What do you think I would be saying? I like like you think that uh, they're a group of men that when you walked into the door that uh, they were just really uh, humble, genuine blokes who um, show show a lot of gratitude from when you from when you walked in, but trained with a lot of high intensity. Um, you know, we 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 always talking about doing things at high intensity. Uh, you know, when when we train, there are troughs. Um, you know, currently. You know, with our pre-season, it's it's um, you know we work in different blocks, um, especially Tuesdays and Fridays being our big days, and Monday, Thursdays being around skill development, um, speed-based type training. But you know, in a normal type six to seven-day block in season, I like to think that when you walk in our organisation, that we're a group of coaches and uh, players who made you feel welcome, but observing, uh, they train with high intensity. Nice. That would be uh, that would be exciting for me to, for me to watch. And what's the what's the advances you're hoping to make? I know we chatted a bit about like previously around like the psychology and is, is that an area? Is there? Whereas I'm I'm always interested in. Uh, there's just quite a, I think there's a team, isn't there? A team called uh, Ipswich Jets, and they like they kicked to catch and they they broke a few rules and they offloaded a bit. And where's the where do you think, without giving away too much, where do you think the kind of next progression or the pioneering in, in rugby league is going to be? 
Yeah, it's a really good question there, Rusty. I'm, I don't go to that extreme with the uh, the Walker brothers with short kickoffs and <laughs> kicking on any tackle and kicking out of the yard, kicking out of their backfield and cross kicking for the wingers. Um, that can be quite uh, very high risk. But um, yeah, we in terms of you know psychology of the game, there's there's so much more growth area. We as a club can you know get better at that and um, pressure pressure situations. Um, and being able to sustain things for longer, doing the basics for longer periods, you know that's our challenge as a club and, and as as coaches. Um, so we, we, you know, we're trying to, you know, dig dig deeper into that um, in terms of where the next um, level of, um, you could say, um, growth area across the game or or not. Um, you know, we, we as a club, we 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 need to get better. Uh, offensively, in, in terms of things, what we do defensively, we've been, you know, quite solid for you know, a number of years. But we got to we got to look at ways on how we can, um, you know, break down defensive lines and be more um, penet- uh, penet- penetration, you could say, um, in different parts of the field. Uh, so that's that's a, that's an area which we're you know working really hard on at present. Mate, I've heard the Wolves are going to offload this year. Oh, it's going to be like watching Fiji playing sevens. Uh, mate, uh, thanks so much. It's been class and obviously uh, really enjoyed spending time with you and uh, down with England and hopefully uh, uh, when we move on to something a little bit more normal, it'd be great to come and uh, hang up with the mighty uh, Wolves and uh, see what's going on. In the meantime, mate, make sure you keep in having a good time in pre-season and enjoying yourself and uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch up soon. Yeah, welcome anytime, Rusty. You're more than welcome, uh, you know, to come up and spend as many days as you like with our organisation. Um, hopefully, um, you know, you can learn a little bit of, bit about our game because uh, you've got a, you know, you've got a good system down there, and you know the pathways down there at England Rugby Union. So, you know, I, I wish you guys all the best, also, mate. And um, any, anyway, you know, you, your your team's welcome up here anytime. So, thank you. Thanks for your time. Cheers, mate. Cheers, buddy.